the funny thing is, on the outside, I was an honest man, straight as an arrow. I had to come to prison to be a crook. Ah! Are we going? We're going. Oh, we're going. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to a new episode of Top Shelf. Sorry. That was really quiet and anti-dramatic. Hi, everybody. Welcome (laughs) to another episode of Top Shelf, and I made the thingy spike. And now we're going to be doing the entire podcast like this. (laughs) Woohoo. Yay. Yay. Sorry, I'm really stuffy, (laughs) and you're going to have to tell me if I'm not talking, or if I'm talking too loud or not loud enough. Okay. Because my ears are plugged, and my face is plugged, I can't hear, like, anything, and I sound silly. If you talk like that, oh, there's going to be so many sniffles. (laughs) No, just the one. Just the one. I'll sniff off mic. It's fine. You're going to do who? what to mic? I'm sorry. That was a terrible wow. I apologize. I had to go one immature. You know what? You did. You really did. Nine, Nine episodes? episodes, and I can do one immature joke. Good okay? job. Proud so of you. That's what I'm here for. Okay, so welcome we to episode number 29, Yay. which is The Shawshank Redemption, which is number 72 on the list, and it's from 1994, and it's new to the list. Why is it new to the list? Because the first time, the list before this one was from 97, and as we'll discuss during the trivia, there's a reason that it probably was not on the list until now. Because people are stupid? Pretty much. Because I'm sorry? Sorry, getting it out there right now, it needs to be much higher than 72. I love this Granted, okay, it's in the, you know, out of the bottom quarter, but come on. It's... It needs to be the top. I'm sorry. It needs to be the top fifty. Oh, yeah. In my opinion, at at least the top fifty. At least the top fifty. Yep. I'm being generous by not being like, oh, it needs to be number six. It's the same thing. This, this, and Goodfellas. Oh yeah, Goodfellas was a really great film. I agree. So, opinions. I love this movie. I love this movie. I saw it for the first time a year ago, but I love this movie. I saw it the first time in high school. So it's been 10 years. Okay. But I've only watched it all the way through maybe three times in my life. This is the first time I've seen the first 15 minutes of it. You were talking I always about watch that. it on TV with my mom and dad, like on Sunday afternoons. Mm-hmm. And we always happen to like catch it at like, because we'll watch something from like 6 to 6.30. And so I we turn it on and the movie had started at 6. So we always miss the opening 15 minutes. See, and that opening 15 minutes, the first time that I uh, ever watched the movie that was the very, very first time I ever tried watching Shawshank because I remember hearing so many top people talking yeah. about it. I did not get past the whole opening really? scene and I turned it off because I just couldn't get into it. Yes. 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 And then about six months later, I watched it again and went, why the hell did I've I turn this off? I've done that with a couple of movies in my life, too. I can't judge you too harshly. It's uh, like... I, and I hit myself while watching it that second time going, why did I turn this off? Because I, 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 yes, I did that sound effect. I think I bumped, I was trying to see if it, because it spiked like around the time that I did that, but I think I bumped the table. I think you hit the table. Sorry. Sorry, people. Ow. <laughs> well, and I'll let you... I hit myself in the head too many times. That hurts. <sighs> Guys, this is what school does to me. <laughs> be a teacher what is wrong with me i don't know because if you're walking to the class and you're just hitting yourself in the head students are just gonna laugh 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. So getting on track. Yes, getting back on track. Um, It's a 9.3 out of 10 it, on IMDb. It deserves and an it. And an 80 Metascore. Absolutely deserves it. Um, Roger Ebert, since we kind of unofficially started doing this, Roger Ebert gave this film three and a half stars. Out of four? Out of four. Okay. So the website will show three only because I don't have the ability to do half increments. So sorry, right. folks. I might have to add that in because he apparently gives a lot of halves. So, but yeah, give it a three and a half stars. Um, the IMDb summary. Two imprisoned men bond over a number of years, finding solace and eventual redemption through acts of common decency. Um, this was directed by Frank Darabont, yep. who also did uh, Green Mile. Yep, which is another and great film, by the way. I've never seen Green oh, Mile. Oh, it's a good movie. I don't doubt that I've just never seen it. It's brilliantly acted. There's not acted. enough time. Brilliantly acted by Tom Hanks. Oh, and uh, uh, yeah. Brilliant movie. <laughs> and uh, written by Frank Darabont and Stephen King, based on a short story by Stephen King, similar to Green Mile, which is also based on a story by Stephen King. I would like to read the short stories. I've never read the short stories that these are based on. I would like to see just, like, you made a you made an interesting comment. Is that part of your trivia? What? About the whole short story thing of Stephen King? Um, part of it. Okay, we'll wait for it till later. Okay. So, what's your review? What's your summary? Oh, my summary. Okay, your hold summary. on. I'll read it to you. I was reading actor filmography um, of the guy who plays the warden. Ah. <laughs> no, bad things are going to happen. <laughs> we, don't burn, we don't burn books, you horrible little man. And I love the end of this movie so much. Flames. Fla- flames. <laughs> that movie's not on this list and that makes me angry. I might have to throw that on my Halloween movies. Or we were going to do a top 10 underrated oh, movies. Oh yes, we'll do a top 10 underrated. Maybe we'll do that when we reach number 50. Maybe. That'll be a nice like midway yeah, point. Be good. We'll do our top 10. So that's my summary. Awesome. Well, let me do the Don't awards. burn books, you evil little, you <laughs> you horrible little horrible man. Horrible little man. Oh, the awards for this film. 37 major award nominations. Uh, seven Oscar nominations. No Oscar wins. Ugh. So disappointed in that. So disappointed. Because it was nominated for Best Actor in a Leading Role, which was Morgan Freeman. Okay. Best Cinematography, Best Film Editing. I don't know if I'd call Morgan Freeman a leading role. I feel like he and Tim Robbins are both supporting. Who's the leading then? Is he lead because he narrates... I would say so. Because Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman both play huge parts in this movie. So they would both be leading roles. Yeah, which that's what I mean. Which wouldn't, which wouldn't, that, that that's happened before. I mean, you get a lot of movies that you'll have like a, like two best actors in a leading role. And Tim Robbins is billed above Morgan Freeman. <laughs> he is. I'm just stating the facts. I'm not. I know. I know. I know. This um, is a crime drama, according to IMDb, too, just I, for fun facts. I can see it because, I mean, the whole point of the movie is that it takes place oh, in a it's jail. it's also number one on their top 250 movies. Thank on you. On IMDb, right? Yep. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's why this film does need to be As higher. voted by our users. The so, Godfather is number two, and The Godfather Part Two is number three. See, and those two films always those two films always seem to fluctuate. It always seems like it'll be like The Godfather for a short time, and then it'll go back to Shawshank. But Shawshank is always seems to be near the top of the list. I'm looking to see where uh, Citizen Kane is on this list. On what ours? No, on the oh, top on the fifth, two fifty on IMDb. It used to be in the top ten. It's definitely not anymore. So it's dropped over the years. Yeah, because it used to always Actually, be. Actually, I should just I'll just search it. It used to be like Citizen Kane, Citizen Kane, Shawshank, and then Godfather used to be was near the top of the list. It is number forty eight now. So it's dropped. But I'll give you some perspective. Pulp Fiction's number four. The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly is number five. So, I mean, you're looking... The Dark Knight is number six. Yeah. So, and that, those are all... That's all user-based, right? 12 Angry Men is number seven. 
The one we watched? Yes. See, it's a good movie. <laughs> Schindler's List is number eight. Uh, Return of the King is number nine, and Fight Club is number ten. That's the top ten. It's an odd ten films. Empire's number eleven. Yeah, and Empire's not even on this list. And Empire's a great movie. It's better <laughs> than Jedi. In all fairness, though, here's the problem. The only reason why Empire cannot be on this list, I don't feel, is because it's not really an American movie. It's an American-made movie, but it was also shot in London. It was shot in Europe. But because it doesn't have to do, like, with America, I think that's the reason why it's not on the list. Um, New Hope takes place in space. That's what I'm saying. Oh, is a New Hope on this? Yeah, New oh. Hope is, is on the AFI Top 100. Well, there goes my theory. Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I forgot about? a New Hope was on and this. And guess what? Fellowship of the Ring is on this list, too. And uh, it was shot in New Zealand. Huh. Goodfellas is number 15 on the Top 250 for IMDb. Okay. Off track. Continuing. Sorry. Best film editing. <laughs> 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 sorry, I'm sick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to count your coughs because we'll be Mm-mm. at, like, number 600. Mm-mm. And if there's a drinking game involved, people would be dead. It's only if my throat dries out. Okay. Don't let your throat dry out. I'm trying not to. Best music original score, Thomas Newman. Thomas Newman? Thomas. Thomas Newman. Tom. Why does that name does not sound right? I apologize. Hold on. I just had to score. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on, folks at home. Oh, uh, yeah. Thomas Newman. That just did not sound right. I'm sorry, guys. Okay, um, And then I lost my list. And then uh, best picture, best go home sound, and watch this again. best writing Slash screenplay on material previously produced or published. Right. That was the full time, aka nice. it was it's best da- adapted, writing, best, best adapted, adapted screenplay. screenplay. That's exactly what they turned it to now, <laughs> because that was way too freaking long. Tree. It is. It is also not in the National Film Registry. Bullshit. Yes, I call, I call bullshit. bullshit on that so hard because. <laughs> the- <laughs> Flames. Oh, bullshit. Flames, flames, flames on the sides of my face. For those of you who do not know, Heaving. that's Clue. That's Clue. Please go watch oh, Clue. Oh, the great Madeline Kahn. Great Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean. Eileen Brennan. Oh, yeah. So many people um, in that movie are I'm dead sorry, now. Tim Curry as well. <laughs> now. Now. Um, um, so anyways. Martin Mull. Yeah, Martin Mull's in it. I'm sorry. I I was trying to go through the name. I couldn't remember the last actor. But uh, so yeah, so Leanne Warren. (laughs) What you forgot her? None of those people are in this movie, sadly. No, though. I bumped the table again. You bumped the table again. People are going to start counting the table. I haven't yawned yet. I'm very proud. People are very upset. (laughs) Derek is mad (laughs) as hell right now. Time. Ten minutes. He's sitting there going, "What the hell is this shit? Where's my yawns?" I yawn during the trivia because that's when I talk the most. (laughs) Oh, it's true. Uh, Which actually is now because I am done. There was no technology. You we watch have the movie. So, like, technology is so not. Yeah, thing. I'm almost just giving up on the technology category. No, because the next movie is Saving Private Ryan, and I bet you there's some technology yeah, in there. Yeah, there's technology in there. There's blue screen and, te- yeah. and Saving Private Ryan. Okay. And then we're going to get to, like, Lord of the Rings, and that's just going to be a two hour fest of me talking about uh-huh. technology. Once well, again, um, because I don't like the new iOS update, and as Jeff and I discussed, I think off mic. No, we talked about it last time. They didn't copy. No, I know. They took away copy. Because it's an iPad thing. Because it does it on everything. Like, that box comes up. Oh, yeah. On everything I try to copy now. Okay. So, I'm reading from the list. So, if there's weird spaces, just vamp. (laughs) I can vamp. That was not... (laughs) That wasn't. That wasn't. Oh, bull crap. (laughs) It wasn't. It was a burp and then a weird mouth gape. Derek, that was one. Shut up. (laughs) 
<laughs> no inside jokes. That's not an inside joke. That's if they've true. listened to the podcast, they, they know, know what that is. Okay. <laughs> this is Morgan Freeman's favorite film of his own I, I, that he's like ever done. I would be completely and utterly proud of this film. Andy and Red's opening chat in the prison yard in which Red is pitching a baseball took nine hours to shoot. Morgan Freeman pitched that baseball for the entire nine hours without a word of complaint. He showed up for work the next day with his arm in a sling. <laughs> Why did that take nine hours? I don't know. That wasn't even a complicated scene. Don't know. That's like well, five minutes in the movie. There's also extenuating circumstances of like where they shot that I'll get to, and that oh, might okay. explain why. In Stephen King's original story, Red was written as a white Irishman. In the movie, they left the line, maybe it's because I'm Irish, in as a joke, even after they had cast Morgan Freeman as Red. That is a pretty funny line. Because as we all know, the past tense of, past tense of cast is cast. Yes. Not casted. No. Thing, the more you know. Do, 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 do. From the grammar Nazi. Um, the mugshots of a young Morgan, young looking Morgan Freeman that are attached to his parole papers are actually pictures of Morgan's younger son, Alfonso Freeman. Alfonso also had a cameo in the movie as a con shouting, fresh fish, fresh fish today, we're reeling them in. That's a good, that's weird then. That means, tepti- wow, I didn't, what, I guess you wouldn't have realized it because that picture is only on frame for a couple seconds and yeah. then cut it away. <laughs> but, but, wait a minute, young Morgan Freeman's, uh, had her, it's Inception. Stephen King sold the rights to the movie very cheaply out of his friendship with Frank Darabont. They had originally become friends when Darabont adapted a short story of King's called The Woman in the Room from 1983. Okay. King has a policy stating that any aspiring filmmaker can adapt his short stories for a dollar. I would love to take that up. And King was thoroughly impressed. They maintained a pen pal relationship and didn't actually meet until Darabont optioned Shawshank. So almost 10 years, yeah. I feel like. Yeah, if that was in 86. 83. Oh, 83? It would have been 11 years then. But, well, probably 10 years. Well, it doesn't say when, actually. It just says the woman in the room was, I think, in 1983, that was when it was published. But still. Still, regardless. I mean. Irregardless. could have been a long time. Just to piss time. Karen off. <laughs> um, Kevin Costner turned down the role of Andy Dufresne, a decision he strongly regretted later on, which we will get to in the trivia that kind of connects to that one. Yep. Um, the script was written in eight weeks. Uh, yes, yeah, Stephen King sold the film rights for his novella for a dollar. This is the most rented video of 1995. And uh, that's an interesting thing. I would like to know why. I'm curious to know why, what, I mean, we kind of briefly talked about that off air, mm-hmm. but I would like to know why this movie became so popular on video. Because obviously it it was nominated for seven Oscars, didn't win that's, a damn one of that's, them. What was it up against? Oh, uh, in ninety four. Yeah, I do not know. Let me look that up. Okay, well, Forrest Gump was one oh, of the things it was shit. up against. Yeah, it would have been because the role of Andy Dufresne was originally also originally offered to Tom Hanks, who couldn't accept it due to scheduling conflicts with Forrest Gump from ninety four. Hanks did, however, f- work on Frank Darabont's next film, The Green Mile, in nineteen ninety nine. Yep. Did it, it lose to Forrest Gump? It lost to Forrest Gump for Best Picture, Best Actor in a Leading Role. <laughs> uh, best Adapted Screenplay? Hold on. I, where's it at? Yeah, yes, there. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. John, oh, Legends of the Falls, what it lost to for cinematography. Yeah. I've never seen that. I've heard of it. I've only ever heard My of it. My mom has it. It lost to Speed for Best Sound. Ew. Yeah. 
but it lost to Forrest Gump for best film editing. That okay, that explains it then. Um, yeah. Although a very modest hit in theaters. See, and they go between to saying it was a modest hit and it was a total flop. Um, it became one of the highest grossing video rentals of all time. So it strictly did. It became that because people, because it lost, so it had nominated for seven Academy Awards right. on its box. People probably rented it going, well, let's see what they all talked about. And it was just strictly word of mouth yeah. that it spread at that point. Which is such a shame because this movie would have, this movie should have done amazingly so in the box good. office. At the end of the movie, there's a dedication to Alan Green. He was Frank Darabont's agent and also a close personal friend. He died just before the completion of the movie due to an aid, due to AIDS complications. That's sad. Stephen King has said that his original novella was a culmination of all the memories he had from watching pri- prison movies when he was a child. It's very much so a prison a prison break movie, more or less. Yeah. Because and in a, in a prison movie, it, it has essence of like the Birdman of Alcatraz, because uh, that'd be Brooks. Um, and it's also got kind of like, almost like a Great Escape esque feel to it. Okay. Because it's the whole like, and I, the whole idea that it was a long plan escape. Like that's yeah. all I'm going off of. People don't. I'm not saying it is the Great Escape. Don't no. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, director Frank Darabont watched Goodfellas, which is on our list at number ninety six. That should have been kept for your connection. Um, it's hard for me to do that now because I can't do my nice little layout with my copy and paste into my document. Okay. You should, not, a, you should get a laptop. <laughs> I have a laptop that's four and a half years old and can't travel. Yeah, you should my, shoot it and I get a my, new one. That's my netbook, though. <laughs> no, because I'm not getting a laptop on my next round of computer. What are you getting? I'm getting a desktop. Oh, that's right. I don't need a laptop when I've got my iPad. I just need a computer computer. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> not important. Frank Darabont watched Goodfellas every Sunday while shooting Shawshank and drew inspiration from it on using voiceover narration and showing the passage of time. Which is an interesting... Yeah. I'm sorry. I completely spaced on what I was saying there. Good, good use of that. Yes. <laughs> Tom Hanks, Kevin Costner, Tom Cruise, oh Johnny Depp, and ready for the next two? Yeah. Nicholas Cage? And Charlie Sheen. Granted, their careers were in much different places than they are now yeah. in 1994. See, 94. They were all considered for the part of Annie Dufresne. Hanks turned it down because he was committed to Forrest Gump, as yep. was previously said. And Costner liked the script a lot, but was then embroiled in the filming of... <gasps> Waterworld. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Dumbass. Clint Eastwood, Harrison Ford, Paul Newman, and Robert Redford were all considered for the part of Red. In the original novella, Red is a middle-aged Irishman with graying hair. However, Frank Darabont had always had Morgan Freeman in mind for the role because of his authoritative presence, demeanor, and deep voice. Frank Darabont took a pay cut in order to be allowed to shoot his own script. Hmm. That's cool, though, because that means they let him do his Yep. And you know what? I would do the exact same thing. If I had a script that I felt was solid, I would be willing to take a cut if I could do my own. Because mm-hmm. technically, I think they have to pay him for both writer credit and director credit. Probably. So I think he probably just took a cut and said, look, I don't get paid for the writer, just yeah. the director or something right. like that. <laughs> Whatever one pays me more. The exteriors were filmed at the na- at the defunct Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. The prison was in such poor condition, renovations had to be made prior to filming. However, most of the interiors were shot on a soundstage because they deemed it would determine... It would be cheaper. That was a swallow. Breath. <laughs> it determined it would be cheaper to build duplicates of the interiors rather than renovating the interiors of Mansfield. 
Makes sense. Warden Norton whistles the hymn, Eine Berg ist unser Gott, which in English is A Mighty Fortress is Our God. Ah. I just wanted to say it in German. I also can play that. Show off. I can play it really well on the organ, like with the, <laughs> with the feet pedals and everything and just yeah. like blow the roof off the place. I think I played it for my final, for my organ class or my organ lessons when I took those. Um, on the wall of Andy Dufresne sells a picture of Albert Einstein. Tim Robbins, who portrayed Andy Dufresne, also played the fictional, also played in the fictional movie about Einstein, IQ, from 1994. <laughs> This was voted number... This is also voted the number one must-see movie of all time by listeners of Capital FM in London. Okay. Which is probably a radio station. Yeah. Sounds like it. Director Frank Darabont decided not to have the deleted scenes on the DVD release of the film because he's embarrassed by them and doesn't want them to be seen publicly. And I made the comment, because you made you, you said that one while we were watching the movie. I made the comment that I'm actually... That's actually... I'm happy that he's willing to, to be that way. Yeah. Because... I love seeing deleted scenes. I like seeing stuff that gets cut off. I like film. blooper reels better than deleted scenes. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that I like them. I like the deleted scenes only if they help further the plot of the story right. more. But I like that he is so embarrassed by what he cut out. He obviously does not like what he cut out right. of the film. He knew the vision. I mean, of his own screenplay, mind you. That means he cut out dialogue from his own screenplay. Right. The fact that he could go, look, this is all I want people to see. I don't want them to see all that other stuff. That just means that the man knows what he's doing. He's He's got a clear vision, and he doesn't want you to be swayed at all by that vision. Right. By a change of that vision. So that's cool. While Mansfield locals, so Mansfield, Ohio locals, were eager to be extras, many weren't available on the day due, day due to their jobs or were only available for one day, which obviously weren't work in a, wouldn't work in a prison film. So extras were found at a halfway house, some of them real-life ex-cons. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> since filming schedule was very since the filming schedule was very tight in Mansfield, Ohio, anyone who held up production time were threatened to be fined. Both Tim Robbins and William Sadler showed up late once but were never fined. Filming in Mansfield, Ohio finished ahead of schedule. Hmm. I have some interesting da, 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 conversations da, da, regarding da, the story da, da, that it's based da, da, on da, da, after you're done with your trivia. Uh, voted number four on Empire Magazine's 500 Greatest Movies of All Time. I see. I would I take that. I love Empire. I will, That's the European one, right? Yes. That yeah. I have. I used to have a digital subscription to on my iPad, but it was expensive. I But I will shell out money for... I'll go to Barnes & Noble and pay like... I think I paid $12 for the Hobbit one I have. Mm -hmm. Because they're imported. It's not like the American version of the magazine. Yeah, it's, it's it is there. imported from England. So I have a Hobbit one that's got a lenticular cover on it. Hey, if any of our friends are... One. If any of our fans are yes, listeners... Yes, is anyone from the UK? Because that would be amazing. <laughs> you know what you... We can... need so much stuff from England. Yes, and... we do. I was buying Hobnobs for a while until not I realized... Not even just England. Even... The UK in general. I yes. need. I need stuff from you. Yes. So, All the time. So contact us. Send us a message, a private message on the uh, Facebook. Facebook.com slash Top Shelf AI. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yes. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Was that my vamping moment? No. Vamping, yes, you're vamping. vamping. You're vamping. vamping. You're vamping. Oh, maybe you're I should vamping. talk like, uh, oh, what's that guy from oh, James Whitmore <laughs> was cast in the part of Brooks because he was one of Frank Darabont's favorite character actors. That's cool. The film's initial gross of $18 million didn't even cover the cost of its production. It did another $10 million in the wake of its Oscar nominations, but the film was still deemed to be a box office flop. Because it 
barely broke even. And despite its box office failure, Warner Brothers shipped, ready for this, Mm -hmm. 320,000 rental copies to U.S. video stores. A figure a spokesman freely admitted was out of whack with the film's performance in theaters. Yeah, you should have only had maybe one or two copies on the show. What was I reading? What was the one that I read was the one that was like the least returned? It was one of the earlier oh, ones of the list. Was yeah. it Goodfellas? It might have been Goodfellas. Something like didn't get returned. Yeah. It like it was been... rented and never returned. And people just lost it. Yeah. Or quote unquote lost, lost it. it under their couch. Uh, many critics have spotted allegorical themes in the film, generally along the lines that Angie Dufresne is a latter day Jesus Christ. Frank Darabont refutes all such claims, although he is delighted that so many people have read so much into his film. And again, I'd be honored by that. I'd be like, yeah, no, not at all. But thank you for even looking that deep into this movie. Because obviously that means they would have watched the movie over and over again to have picked up on that. I guess I can see that. I guess I can kind of see where they're getting it because he kind of comes in and he, like, befriends a bunch of criminals and stuff. And they... You know, they, he helps them. He sacrifices mm-hmm. himself for their own, and then he escapes. Yeah, Jesus escaped from the 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 cave, right? That's yes. his whole thing. He dug a hole in the yes. cave and escaped. And... No, yes, no, <laughs> when no. They, when they pulled back the the Raquel Welch poster, yes. they found that Jesus yes. was gone. That yep. happened in the Bible, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, it did. Well, I need to read the Bible. The Bible according <laughs> to Hollywood. <laughs> Might watch that movie. <laughs> Among the free changes that Frank Darabont made to the story from the original novella was that there was originally three wardens and that Brooks's poignant story was conveyed in only one paragraph. Oh, that's sad. I know. They changed it. Yes, I'm glad they did. Um, one of the reasons why they didn't employ the full title of the Stephen King novella, which is, which is? Rita Hayworth and Shawshank Redemption, yep. was because there was a perception in Hollywood that this was actually going to be a biopic of Rita Hayworth. And yep. indeed, Frank Darabont even received solicitations from several actresses about playing the lead. And yes, if you if you did not know what this movie was called and you saw that name on it, mm-hmm. you would assume that it was you know about Rita Hayworth and some point in her life. I completely agree. That's actually a really smart choice. On their part. Here's why this scene might have taken nine hours to film. The prison is located in the flight path of a C-130 Hercules aircraft of the 179th Airlift Wing, Ohio National Guard, which caused all sorts of sound problems. So every time it went off, they would have had to stop. Probably. They probably if, lost If that takes. may indeed be why. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I'm not going to read this whole thing. Because we're, I, I want to wrap up my trivia because okay. it, it's there's a lot of trivia for this one. Um, Shawshank actually appears in several other stories and books of Stephen King's, mm-hmm. most notably Dolores Claiborne, the movie, even the other Stephen King movie. Yeah. Uh, similar things. Um, when Andy's escaped. Sorry, spoiler. Oh, we're not out of spoiler territory. It hasn't been ten years. Yes, it has. Oh, it has. It's been 19. It's been almost 20. I'm dumb. <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm dumb. I'm one of those people that forgets that 2004 was almost 10 years ago. So you're one of those people, Yeah. Huh? Sorry. Continuing. <laughs> Spoilers in the scene. We're in spoiler territory now, by in the way. In all fairness, I did already spoil it when I was you talking did. about I Jesus forgot. escaping the cave you're the right. hole in the wall. <laughs> in the scene after Andy's escape, the warden wants them to question Red. When they call out to open Red's cell, they shout, open 237. This is the same number as the room in The Shining. From 1980. Mm-hmm. And the amount of change, $2.37, that the four boys in Stand By Me from 1986 collect between them. All three of these movies were based on Stephen King stories. Um, initially, the film was supposed to just end with Red on the bus heading for the field. Okay. 
and you weren't supposed to get any closure on it. Oh, screw it. that. But, um... <laughs> it, they, they kind of... They... They, um... They compromised. Okay. Because... Castle Rock wanted, Daremont wanted to end on an open, ambiguous note, and Castle Rock wanted a union between the two of the characters to please the audiences. Okay. So instead of showing a teary reunion, the film observes it from a distance, which is Darabont's, like, compromise to the demands of Castle Rock. Okay. Um, and this is my last piece of trivia. If you want to know other ones, go ahead and read on IMDb, because God, good God, there's a lot more. But this one is my last one and is my favorite. The rock wall where Red's treasure is buried was built specifically for the film and stood for many years. It was built by hand by the art department months before filming began. This allowed for the alfalfa grass to grow and to make it look weathered. Okay. Eventually, the wall was sold on eBay, one rock at a time, by the farmer who owned the land it stood on. The tree at the end of the wall stood until it was cleaved in two by lightning in 2011. A portion of its remains now stands propped up by the pond on the grounds of the Ohio State Reformatory, <laughs> which is now a museum. Which would be kind of cool to go see. Mm-hmm. I would actually, I'd be kind of cool to see that. Just for A, the history of, of it, and B... The fact that that's where they... And there's a there. lot more interesting trivia, but we're almost at a half an hour. We are at almost and a half hour. we're trying really hard to not get these super long, because I feel like you guys don't want to listen to super long ones. Just based upon like some of our... Like, hour-long ones. Yeah. I mean, based upon some of our stats. I don't want to listen to us talk for an hour. Um, real quick, a couple of quick things about the short story compared to the movie. Yes. In the short story, um, okay, obviously, Andy's poster was not... Um, uh, Raquel Welch at the end of it by the time he escaped. In the book? In the book. It was a young Linda Ronstadt. Oh, interesting. In the book. Um, and he was actually also incarcerated for 27 years in the book. He was only incarcerated for 19 in the movie. Mm, okay. It's a little thing. Yeah. But I think oh, it was Raquel to make Raquel Welch, younger. fun trivia fact, oh, is yeah. a big fan of the movie. I would be too. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing that I wanted to note out, because right in the end when... Uh, uh, when Red is sitting by that wall and he pulls out the the envelope that Andy left him mm-hmm. again, sorry, spoiler, but you already kind of talked about yep. that. Uh, he has a he has got a small envelope of money in it, and you see that there's like a fifty in it. He actually, according to the book, Andy left him twenty fifties. So Andy left him a grand in 1967. Today, Andy left him seven grand. Jesus, man, in an envelope Joseph. under a rock in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Andy was trusting Red, basically. <laughs> but I suppose if you were with him for 27 years in the book or 18, even 18 years in the uh, in the movie or 19 years in the movie, you would have been trusting. Right. So. Um, real quick, the only reason why I wanted to bring, that all, bring all that stuff up was because I actually only have one thing I learned from this film. Because frankly, I just sat and I enjoyed watching this movie the entire time. Yeah, I, I did too. Couldn't come up with anything funny. And that one thing that I learned... Captain Hadley is Mr. Krabs. Yes. Anybody out there who may or may not have watched or have watched or do watch SpongeBob SquarePants. Sorry, I'm a 29-year-old grown-up who loves SpongeBob. It's just I can't funny. hear you. That show is not for kids at all, by the way. No, neither is Adventure Time. <laughs> no. Um, or the my... Fairly Odd Parents, I'm pretty sure. 
But and uh, neither was Rocco's <clears throat> Modern Life or Ren and Stimpy or any oh, stuff we watched as no, children. None of that was maybe kids Rugrats. Stuff. Um, yeah, if you if you want to know, Captain uh, Captain Hadley is the or Hadley. I don't even know how they pronounce his name. He's the main security guard. Hadley. Hadley. Yeah. He's the main one who at the Hadley. end gets arrested. Um, that guy is the guy who does the voice of Mr. Krabs. So SpongeBob's so boss. Spo- I'm sorry. That was the thing I learned from this because I'm like, I want to know what that, I know I've seen that guy. What other stuff has he been in? I and like the first you. result is like from 2012, SpongeBob, like Christmas or something. And it's Mr. Krabs. And I'm like, who? So I, what, what? Sorry. Right. Yeah. No, that's Mr. Krabs. Weirdest thing in the world. So it's all right. That's all that I've learned from this movie. I was gonna- oh, and the guy that plays the warden is yes. not generally a bad guy. I don't think. I don't think so. I think this is one of the Just few saying. times that he's actually a, ma- a massive bad guy. In yeah. But so one yeah. of the things he's well known for, Bob Gunton is Number his two. name. He's on Royal Pains, apparently. Okay. He was in H. Ventura when Nature Calls. <laughs> he was in Argo. He was in Demolition Man. See, I've seen him. He's in Runner Runner. He's another one of those actors That's that I, coming you, out you've soon. seen in a ton of movies. You right. Just, you He's a character actor, yeah. I'm sure. It's like, oh, I know who he is, but I don't know his name. He was in Trouble with the Curve. He was in Get the Gringo. He was in The Lincoln Lawyer. He was in. He was on 24 for 31 episodes. <laughs> so um, he made it a day and a half. <laughs> Boston Legal. Not a day and a half. He barely made it over a day. Anyways, so, okay, thoughts about the movie. I love this movie. Love it. Like I said, I saw it for the first time like a year ago and it was one of the times when my parents were watching it on TV and I'm like, what are you doing? Or what are we watching? And I sat and watched it. And <laughs> What are you um, doing? What are you doing? What well, are we it was weird because when my dad left his job at GE, a co-worker of his gave him the movie on DVD as like a going away present because he had never seen it. Mm-hmm. And so he really liked it. And so now we watch it whenever it's on. And I just never got around to watching it because there's only so many hours in the day. And if you, you see my movie collection, yes. the part of it, only part of it that's displayed, which is nowhere near all of it. Yep. I own way too many things to watch. Yep. We just need to learn to stop sleeping. I know. If we can sleep, but I like s- sleep a lot. I know, but if you learned not to love it, I think we'd be better. <laughs> because. But I watch a lot of those movies while I sleep. That doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't. <laughs> I sleep to a lot of movies. Anyway, so yes, I really love this movie. I don't think I would have liked it when I was younger because I was easily upset by things as a child and even like a young teen, like a teenager, and even in my early twenties. But you were I, easily upset by three different parts in this movie. I know, but I'm like not to the point where I can't watch it anymore. No, no, not that upset. No, you were just emotionally. I get upset. really upset. In this Lindsay movie. cried. I did not cry. <laughs> That was a callback to Titanic. Yes, I know, but I did not. I don't want you telling people that I cried (laughs) when I didn't. Lindsay did not cry. No. I didn't. It was close. (laughs) Close at the end. It's very. It's just so touching. And I was like, like I, like, and I was pointing out, like I like, <sighs> I, I, I love this movie. I flat out will say that I love this movie. I thoroughly enjoyed the portion of the film. I liked the last ten minutes because, as we were discussing, I liked from an, from a filmmaker's point of view that. The most of you spend almost the entire movie with Andy. I mean, he's one of the first people you see in the film. Right. You spend the entire Hence why movie I maintain with him. that Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins were co-leads. Yeah. 
They should have been. Well, I mean, I maybe he maybe Tim Robbins could have been nominated for I don't know. A, a, uh, you know, lead actor. I don't know. But um <laughs> it's uh it's Hit. I like that you spend the entire it's a two and a half hour movie, more or less. Two hours and twenty two minutes. So you spend almost It does not feel like two hours and twenty two no, minutes it does either. Not. It, you spend two almost two hours with him basically, mm-hmm. and then Andy's it's character like four hours when it's on TV goes away. Yeah, because it puts so many commercials in it. Uh, Andy goes away, and it's he's only gone for like, like five ten or ten minutes. minutes. Number, Number three. Two. That's three. That's three. That's three. Yes. I think it's only two. No, no. I think you're full of it. No, no. Go back and listen to the tape. Fine. Uh, There's no tape. There's There's no tape. There's no physical This is 2013. Where am I at? Um, But then when he's gone for like that five, ten minutes, you legitimately start to kind of miss him. Like while watching, like that was kind of the feeling. I'm like, I'm like, well, I, like I love Morgan Freeman, but you, you kind of start missing Andy, and then when he shows up at the end again, it's it's it fits with that music swell and like and and him show and you know Red seeing him and all that stuff. Like everything kind of comes together and it's kind of a, it's more emotional because you've you've kind of been without that character for just a couple of minutes, but it feels longer. Right. It's just a subtle little thing, and I know it's strictly a filmmaking. I may be even looking into it too much. I probably am looking into it too much, but um, frankly, I think that's interesting. Our rule is the 15-year rule when it comes to yes. spoilers, not 10. Okay. Yes. Sorry, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, shit, were we wrong when nope. I was saying we were spoiling The Sixth Sense? Nope. Okay, because that's like years. the newest movie we've had so far. Yep. So we, we, we kept we kept The Sixth Sense was still inside of our 15-year yep. rule. Until next rule. year. Yep. So if you're listening to this next year, then you can just skip over the portion where I said you've been warned. Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. So yes, that is the movie. Uh, but should they watch it? Yes. Yeah. If you have not seen it, watch it. What do you think? Uh, we it's already a discussed... good rainy afternoon movie. Yes. It, and it still is a good, makes you feel good. I mean, there's a lot of sad Oh, yeah, stuff it gets in it, sad but... in it, but the end is just so triumphant and vindictive. I love it so much. And we shall be cued with the sad. Wait, no, sorry. The triumphant music. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah. Happy music. Either what way, say you music. fuzzy britches? <laughs> You really liked that line. It's so funny. I <laughs> laugh so much in the last, like, when they find he's gone and Norton comes in and starts, like, yelling yep. and throwing things. He says so much stuff. That's funny. <laughs> what say, you fuzzy britches? Uh, so, yes, all in all, a great film. Great movie. What like I the... said, we've got a lot of good ones yes, lined up. Yes, we do indeed. What Ryan's is number, number 71, 71 episode, episode 30? 30. Very proud of episode 30. Um, Saving Private Ryan from 1998. Fun. <laughs> I'm excited because I've never seen it. It's a long movie. I've never movie. seen any of it. It's a it's 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 a longer movie. Um, it's so only it's, a couple years after this one too. I know, and it is outside the spoiler rule by like a year. Yes, so we are going to flat out spoiler that movie. So folks yes. listening right now, if you have not seen Saving Private Ryan, I personally will say right now you probably should see it, but. We'll wait and see. It's 169 minutes long. Two hours and 49 minutes. So it's, it's only another 20 minutes longer. Yep. But. Oh, young Matt Damon. <laughs> there's a lot of people in this movie. Oh, and Edward Burns. I love Edward Burns. There's a lot, a lot of people in this movie. A lot of people that people will recognize. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel, in it. Giovanni Ravisi, yep. Ted Danson, Paul Giamatti, Dennis Farina, who just died. Uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Sizemore. Tom Sizemore too. before he went crazy. Yep. There's a lot of good people Wait, in this movie. Wait, who was the famous person I was all excited about seeing? That we were talking about, I go, oh, is he Private Ryan? 
What did I say? Who did I say oh, that about? Oh, I don't even remember who that was that you, you made that comment about. Folks listening, if you remember what Lindsay said, post it on our Facebook. Oh, Andrew Scott's in this movie. Oh, Who that, plays that? It wasn't him. Was he plays Moriarty on. Uh, Are you sure? No, yes, I'm pretty I'm sure. sure. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure you said that, that the U.S. No, that he was Brian No, because it says Ryan. Soldier on the Beach. No, because someone I... on here is someone. Oh, it's Nathan Fillion. It's oh, Minnesota Ryan. That's right. And that's when I go, oh, is he Private Ryan? That would have been awesome. No. No, so Nathan many people Fillion. in this movie. So, yes, that is next week. So, join us for fun. Join us, won't you? Join us as we sit down with a glass of brandy and watch Saving Private Oh, Ryan. and the guy who plays Opie on Sons of Anarchy is in this movie. We shall have a fire and smoke. What? No, we won't. <laughs> What's wrong with you? We don't do that stuff. We have fires. We have fires. And we we just burn don't, things, but we don't smoke. smoke. <laughs> but we don't smoke. We don't smoke. So, yes, that is... That's um, so yay! It's Julie Andrews' birthday. Yay! Okay. She's 76. <laughs> Sorry. Yay. Morgan Freeman's 76 I know. this year, too. They're awesome. Morgan Freeman is going to. So. So that's it. It's all uphill from here, and I only yawned three times, and I didn't have any Coke. La Cola. Coca-Cola. Yes, thank, thank you for clarifying that. Cannot just say Coke. Because Coca-Cola. the last episode, I was listening with somebody, and somebody, and I made the comment, I'm like, I should never let you have that Coke. And they went, they turned to me and went, what? When we say Coke, <laughs> we're talking about the soda. Coca-Cola. The Coca-Cola soda. Right here. You're trying to show them. Here's one. It's... See? Would you please stop shaking the Coke? By the time you go to drink this, it won't even be fuzzy anymore. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that word. It's going to be four episodes from now, and hey, I'm going to be pissed at idea. her. Don't so. open that can. Drink the bottled ones. <laughs> well, with that, folks. It's all uphill from here. Yay! Yay! Good night, Radio Rahim. Good night, Radio Rahim. I miss you. <laughs> it's been so long. That's so long ago. I really miss you. That was like February, wasn't that was it? February. It was February. Oh, my gosh. It's October. It is October. It's, it's October 1st. We get to do We got to plan our Halloween episode. We have to plan our Halloween episode. So, folks, that will make up for the one week that we did not do an yes. episode. I'm we are sorry. doing a bonus episode. I was so. busy. We were both busy. I am busy. sacrificing my sleep and my sanity for this podcast sometimes. I'm sacrificing in three hours. Yeah. Of doing stuff. Of doing stuff. <laughs> things. Playing stuff games. And things and things. And stuff. Where are my things? <laughs> Sorry, my sister will understand that when she listens to this. Where are my things? Oh, oh, so where's the inside jokes now? She comes home when she's been gone (laughs) for a long time. And she, like, demands to know where her stuff is that's in the house that's been packed up for, like, five years. Where are my yearbooks? Find my things. Where's that picture of me holding a koala from when I went to Australia my senior year of high school? Where are my things? You know my sister. She's she got is... very specific requests. Yep. <laughs> Enjoy the classical stylings of Thomas Newman. Oh. No. <laughs> Morgan Freeman, go! Morgan Freeman, go! <laughs>
For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net.